I'm Matt Godbolt. And I'm Ben Rady. And this is Two's Compliment, a programming podcast. Hey, Ben. Hey, Matt. So, we were looking at the problem with our SSL certificate for uh, twoscompliment.org. In other words, you know, we wanted to be able to like host from just twoscompliment.org, not www.twoscompliment.org, which uh-huh. sounds straightforward. And through the miracle of podcasting, we recorded that many weeks ago, mm-hmm. our, our sort of uh, attempts to fix it, but we never quite got there. Right. And so I figure we should probably finish the job, try and get it so that our website's actually working. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone can laugh at how much we've forgotten between what may be back-to-back episodes, as far as our listener is concerned. But what for us, a month has passed. Mm-hmm. The fact that you think we're going to get this fixed today is very ambitious, and I like that. <laughs> I like that attitude. Well, we've got half an hour or so. Let's give uh, it a go. Let's see how far we can get at least. So we so, had a whole bunch of terraformy stuff. Was how yeah. we left it. So I have. So right now. If I remember this correctly, our plan was to create an AWS Route 53 domain. Yep. And then change the domain to use uh like the wildcard certificate. I think so. Yeah, we can use a wild wildcard cert or at least a cert that has multiple hosts listed, one of which could be a wildcard. But it mm-hmm. could just have dub 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 and the n- no domain, which I believe is what Compiler Explorer does, but I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I think I think actually Compiler Explorer has like empty and star dot mm-hmm. godbot org or whatever. So I have right now. Okay, so looking at this, so we had kind of terraformed some of this up before, um, and right now. There is a certificate that we have for www.twoscompliment.org. And mm-hmm. there's a little to-do here that should be, it says, should be just twoscompliment.org. And then I have another little to-do here that says, subject alternative names equals, and then square brackets, quote, star.twoscompliment.org. Right. Um... And I have a little bit of for each magic in the Route 53 record that I think attempts to create a record for each of the things that it sees in the certificate. And I have this, I think, because I have done this once before. I and see. gotten this to work. And I copy-pasted some of that in here. But now got I it. have zero memory. Of how it will all fit together. how it even got here, let alone how it works. So this is what happens when you put things down for a month and then and then, then don't pick them up again, right? Right. Uh, let me go check. I have a project on my GitHub that I think this maybe came from. So let me go see if that is even remotely true. And if so, we can um, crib from that. Yeah, and I guess I should try tasty.com. And that does work, and it is secure. So I have done this on that site. Yeah, my recipe tracking website called Tasty Penny. I have, <laughs> I have done this. 
Tasty Penny. It's Tasty Penny. Yeah. I don't even know. Where is that thing? Yeah, you know, it's like all recipe websites are terrible. Because all like they're not really talk- recipe said websites. They're advertising websites yeah. that are trying to put as many adverts between the obvious thing you want, which is the right. damn recipe. Right, and, uh, and try to, you know, get enough SEO from the text that they're putting on there about like, oh, I traveled to Paris three years ago and I had this wonderful, you know, yeah. whatever. But yeah, I can't even find, am I like not logged in? Oh, I'm logged in as, yes, okay, that's what's going on there. I'm not. Oh, you're you on see AWS my right repositories. now. Oh, no, no I see you're logged to GitHub. I'm right. trying to find where this stuff came from, so I'm going to GitHub, but I'm logged in as a different user, so I can't see my Whoa, you have more than one user? I do. I have an aquatic user for my official aquatic things. And then oh, I, I have see. Oh, I me, don't. which is less official. You're less I, official. You're not I, the official Ben Rady. I am not the official Ben Rady. I am the, I'm just the casual Ben Rady. I see. Um, okay. So, yes. Tasty Penny. Uh, here's some Terraform. It says site. And yes, I think that is exactly where that came from because that looks. Very similar, except some commented out stuff. Uh, before we get too excited, if I go to Tasty Penny, or if I could type tastypenny.org, com? Com. Com. No dub dub dub. Mm-hmm. It is working. No ads, no junk, just tasty, apparently, is the, uh, mm-hmm. the, is the little uh, byline for this. And right. connection is secure, it says, and certificate is valid. And the common name is tastypenny.com, and there you go. And looking at the, yeah, it, you just got a certificate, and it only mentions tastypenny.com in this certificate. Now I'm going to go to www.tastypenny.com, and connection is secure, cookies, all the things. Maybe it redirected me then. It might have. I see, but obviously in the interim, it it was it served up something which did not upset my browser yeah. in terms you could of curl security. It if you wanted to know for sure. I certainly Let's could, but yeah, that's awesome. All right. So, this is going to be a good thing to crib from because it works. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's before, what I'm checking is like before we get all excited and changing yeah, it. Let's just see yeah, that yeah, like yeah. we're heading the right way. Uh-huh. And I will curl it. Yeah. So going. yeah, when I do a curl dash V, I see server certificate, subjects, yeah, and tasty penny start date, expire date, which is uh, in May. Okay, well keep that in mind. Uh, and then <laughs> uh, picking up rocks. Subject alt name host www.tastypenny.com match certs star tastypenny.com. Perfect. Okay, so that's a good sure Amazon blah, analog blah, blah. then of that, and we yes. know what to look for when we when we do it for two's complement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, the question with this is, how do you fix the airplane while it's in the middle of the air? And uh, I would hate to, uh, you know, apply some Terraform change here that all of a sudden makes our podcast disappear for, you know, 24 hours or however long the DNS is poisoned or whatever it might be, you know. So how about this? Can we make a change straight away to change the TTL of the DNS down to like two days and just apply it exactly as is, but with a really low TTL, which means that already, yeah. or, or like two hours, which yeah, means that yeah. we're starting to promote the idea that we're going to screw this up and we want to be able to undo it, exactly. right? You know, yes. A good friend of mine once told me that if you can't test it properly, then at least make it cheap to roll back. Uh, yeah, okay. That sounds like that guy was making shit up as he went along. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay. Um, let's see here. So, right now the Route 53 record is set to 60, which is in seconds, right? Oh, right? I think so. Right? So we might be... Uh, I mean, DNS is its own mystery. I don't think that currently AWS is the name server for Two's Complement. Got it. it So other that means that we can make all the changes we like here and just use NS Lookup with the server being or host or dig or whatever the cool kids use these days, um, and test that it's doing the right thing. Right. So right now, how would how would we confirm that that is true? I'm going to do ns lookup and I'm going to do set type equals any and I'm going to do twos. And sorry for my offensively loud keyboard. Twos complement dot org, and it tells me non-authoritative answer name server is ns two dot hover dot com. And yeah, then that's blah yep. blah blah blah. And then address yeah. is two sixteen forty thirty four forty one whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now. Beautiful. If I were to set the server to be, do you, have you have? Do you happen to have a, a, a AWS DNS IP oh, there? Uh, let me go see if I can do that. One moment, please. And meanwhile, I'm looking at the Tasty Penny website, going, "This looks great." <laughs> <laughs> I wanna. I I have some updates I want to make to it. Uh, I want to make it a little bit more tablet friendly because it's not right now. But it, you know. It has some good recipes on it. Uh, yeah, I want to sign into the console. I don't know if you got this thing recently where I finally had to separate my Amazon.com, you know, oh, shopping, shopping, shopping yeah. password and my AWS password yeah. to a reminder of, like, it used to be that Amazon was a bookstore. Yeah, that's right, yeah. It is pretty... <laughs> Bonkers. At one stage, actually, I had a problem where um, I enabled two-factor authentication on one or other of the two, and it oh. affected the other, even though they were supposedly independent. I think there's still some link between the two. They're different account names now. And I, that was the one and only time I ever spoke to an Amazon person on the phone while they were trying oh, to reset it. Oh, this is an interesting problem. I'm like, yes, yes, it is. I can't log into either, and this is kind of panicking me right now. <laughs> hmm. Uh, okay. Padding. Yeah. Has that allowed you to find the IP address of? Yes, yes, yes. So I have the twos complement name servers. Yep. There's four of them. Anyone will do. Let's go ns-68.awsdns dash dash com. Wow. That's a beautiful thing oh the so it has an ipv6 address there yeah that's crazy okay so now i've just said server that and i'm typing two's complement mint.org again and now it tells me uh the name servers are now i can see the other dns uh servers at amazon which are like ns 1150 and 1600 all this kind of crazy things and apparently it has an address of 202 251 is what it's resolving to which is that the alias to the load balancer yeah it's a cloud front distribution yeah. okay so i'm gonna what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna look up no yeah it doesn't oh it's refusing me i want me to do this in another one so it's 205 uh 
oh, that says NS68AWSDNS. I mean, it could be the same IP addresses for all I know. So yeah, we need to look up what the CloudFront um, distribution is set to just to see it. Just to, I mean, obviously, this is just us testing the water here. Like, this should, should all mm-hmm. work out. But while you do that, um, what this means okay. is, uh, yeah, CloudFront is essentially a caching proxy in front of all of the um, AWS uh, infrastructure. And um, when one creates one, one tells it where to get the information from that it's going to be proxying and, and edge caching. And it gives you a sort of a unique uh, distribution name. And then that maps to an IP address or a, a DNS that you then use to point your web services at. And then whatever you land on knows how to serve up from CloudFront your web server, your web traffic, your web mm-hmm. whatever. So I have a ARN, I have a distribution name, but I'm having a hard time finding what is the distribution address. Name? Oh wait, no, maybe this is maybe I think it is, is and I, I think it might actually be a full FQDN. I mean the distribution name is a Okay, yeah, I think I do. Yeah, okay. Uh this is this is gonna be a little painful. Are you okay, ready for then. this? All right. Well maybe yeah, go on. Is it AS something or other? It's no, it's it's a big long string string of characters dot cloudfront.net. Okay, so why do, if you've got that in your console, why don't you copy yeah. that and just do host space that and see if you get an IP address that looks like this one, and then that will sort of con- confirm. While you're doing that, I'm going to look up www.2scomplement.org. Uh, I see 54.230.18.99, okay. 54.230.18.49. 54230 1882, 54230-1869. Got it. None of those match because I've just realized that NS Lookup was giving me a bad answer. It tried to connect and it got time out. And then what it's doing is it's just telling me all about the domain. There is no uh, there's no uh, A uh, record associated with twoscomplement.org. So that's what we need to fix. Okay. There's also no a there's no a record associated with www.twoscomplement.org. Right, because isn't there not going to be? Isn't it going to be this like different kind? Oh, what are the, what is the name of that type of DNS record? That's like well, it's the, not specific to Amazon, but it's like well, it, it's called sort of alias around. So like the the, yeah, the, the underlying record, problem right? here is that there is no such thing really. As much as people would love there to be, there is no such right. thing in DNS as an, uh, a C name, which is what we really want for. Right the um uh the the naked domain like so what you might mm-hmm. want is dub 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 dot whatever to be the address of a machine and then if someone puts in the thing without the dub 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 you say hey mm-hmm. this is the same as dub 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 dot which mm-hmm. is a c name a kind of a symbolic link if you like uh, mm-hmm. at the dns level mm-hmm. but unfortunately you can't have a c name record for a naked domain itself you have to have an a record and the problem mm-hmm. with that is that the, the C name actually needs to point at the CloudFront distribution because Amazon want to move it around. They want to change it. Yeah, yeah. And so what typically happens is that DNS providers will have a product where they track the DNS entry for the CloudFront end that you've got, and they'll just keep periodically changing your A record. But Amazon natively supports this, so we should just be able to configure it. So I think we're just missing the configuration in the Terraform and an, apl- right. an application should just make this work here without affecting the real tooth complement all because it's still being served up by hover.com. Right, right, right. So I'm actually looking at this now and this this makes sense to me, which is 
I've actually got some commented out stuff in this Terraform that does, I think, exactly that. And that is what my TastyPenny Terraform does. And looking at my TastyPenny configuration in Route 53, I can see an A record there um, that is a very strange looking A record because the value of it is that big long list of characters.cloudfront.net, right? Well, not the oh, same Oh, that's one interesting. For, yeah. Um, uh, and that is for uh, the www one and for the sort of bare domain. Yeah, that sounds... So that to me seems horrible. like... Amazon, you know, doing an A record, you know, trick trickery. behind the scenes. Let me, I'm going to have a very quick look at how I did this for some other website that I'm, I'm involved in. Uh, <laughs> Route53.tf, where the hell are oh, this stuff? Uh, oh, yeah, I actually have modules for this because it's uh, so awful that I have so many stupid things. Main.tf. Uh, okay. I set a C name, and the records are the, yeah, something like root53's address, a.fqdn. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of looking up somewhere else. I'm, this is obviously makes for great radio. Um, uh, zone of the alias name. Yeah, okay. It looks like it's an alias that I'm setting. So I, for, I do for both the, the A record and the AAAA record mm -hmm. i have um an alias stanza inside of the terraform itself so it's not an address record even though it could be and it has a name a zone id and some other bits and pieces in it and i don't know if that corresponds to the thing that you're looking at now yeah i think that is i think we're looking at the same thing here so i've got yeah alias name equals and then i've got a variable which holds the cloud front distribution dot domain name and then another yeah. thing that's CloudFront distribution dot hosted zone ID, and that essentially configures the A and the AAAA for the top level name, which right. is in my case, you know, Godbolt.org or Godbo.lt or CompilerExplorer.com for all the times it's instantiated, which is like the for each that you've got. But I think mm -hmm. we only need one of these, so you could probably just yeah. write it out longhand right now. Yeah. Well, I I think this would actually just work if the certificate was the if I switched, so kind of parsing through this now and having some vague memory of what we yeah. did here, um, I think the this will all work if we can just just change this certificate to be a wildcard certificate. So if I were to change that in the Terraform and then try to run it, yep, what would it just replace the existing certificate with a wildcard certificate? I think so. I think so. Okay. I, I have some magic to do that too, if needs be. So why don't we try okay. try that? Let's give give that a try. Okay. What could go so wrong? Me, we could. I mean, right. Yeah. Well, in theory, people could start getting certificate errors going to to two's complement because All, I do think that this is the real certificate. This one will be the real certificate. Yes, the DNS right. can do whatever it likes, but we're about to right. tell CloudFront to use a different certificate when it's pretending to be us. Yes, which is probably why I stopped here. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> YOLO. Let's do it. Did you make a new All certificate, right. actually? You already made a certificate. Well, I, I was going to... I mean, can... Okay, wait a second. Stop. If I change this Terraform, it's not going to make a new certificate? I have to go and do it manually? Uh, I don't remember if you... I mean, you can absolutely have certificates created in Terraform 2. I don't know if... Did, did we do that last time? 
Okay, well, let's do this. Let's start by making the change in the Terraform and doing a Terraform plan and seeing what Terraform What the heck it thinks? <laughs> yes. yes. Always always a good start. Where are we might... now? Is, yeah. what on my, is what I have on my computer an accurate representation of what mm-hmm. the cloud provider thinks I've got? Right, right. Well, I mean, so I did this once and it said it was up to date, but I'm going to change it. And now we're going to do a plan again. And then we're going to see what Terraform says about what it feels like it wants to change. And I'm going to make this look very much like the existing one that I have for my recipe project. Right. Okay. And I found the certificate stanza that I have for my site so we can steal from if needs be. Okay. So I'm going to do Terraform plan. Yep. What does it say it's a refreshing. It says three to add, one to change, two to destroy. And so it is going to yeah, say AWS ACM certificate twos complement.org must be replaced. Awesome. Okay. Because you've changed the subject uh, alternative names in there, right? I think uh, I changed the subject alternative names and I also changed the domain name from ww.twoscomplement.org to twoscomplement.org. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, and then it says AWS CloudFront distribution, S3 distribution will be updated in place. Yep. And then it says uh, AWS Route 53, bracket star dot twoscomplement.org will be created. Yep. And then another AW uh, Route 53 record for twoscomplement.org will be created. I, that sounds good to me. Let's do uh, it. What could right. go wrong? I well, mean, let's get a list. Ma- many things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So do I have an apply? Do I have a, oh, I do have a Terraform apply. All right. Firing the rockets. <laughs> Firing the rockets. Um, if we wanted to troll our audience, we should cut off the audio in the middle of the supply. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. That How does that? That doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't work like that. Well, ironically, right, your internet destroying... just glitched then for me. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> he's joking about the connection going down, and then I'm like, you froze on my screen. Oh man, <laughs> which was epic trolling in its own right. All right, it says destroying, still destroying, still destroying, still destroying. It's, it's destroying, destroying everything. All the oh, and we got an error. All right, is there some create before destroy thing that I've I've got no, in mind? No, this is a uh, is access say? denied, not authorized to perform ACM request certificate. So oh, this no. is where we go into the IAM console and we give this service user that we're running in oh. a whole bunch of permissions that it shouldn't you probably have, and far, then we dial them back later. Far too clever. I just have. I don't, I don't actually manage the. I know I don't know. I don't manage the IAM in here. Okay, so where is this user? Tasty Penny. And uh, yeah, we're gonna attach a permission. And this is gonna be. Um, what is the name of this service? Certificate something. AWS certificate. I think it's this one. I right. don't even know. Who knows? AWS certificate manager private. Yeah, you're. This is outside oh, of my purview of understanding. Well, it's not even the right word. We'll try this one. Yeah, and see what happens. 
Just and if this doesn't work, then we'll remove that. We'll take that out. You know, if it ain't fixed, don't break it. If it yeah, if it don't, don't leave it broken, more broken. It, yeah, that, it's that's, like, yeah, the programming by coincidence thing, I think we've talked, have we talked about that before? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe we have not. Yeah, so that didn't do it. So I'm removing the policy because that did not fix the problem. So I don't want to create a whole other problem yeah. by putting something in there that wasn't in there before. Uh, but I, AWS certificate. So this guy should have this already. ACM. The Association of Computer Machinists. Yeah. (laughs) No, not that. What? What? Oh, I guess I can go and look at this actually and see what it is. Yeah. This, this user, I I thought. Are you the right user, though? Is oh, that... it's a different user. I'm an idiot. I'm looking at the Tasty Penny user. Which clearly does which work. Which already works. Yeah. Like this, I did this, this already, is the one that which works. I guess I should have thought of that before. It's like, you have a user that does this. Go uh-huh. look at what they do. I thought, I'm a doofus. I think I was maybe thrown off by the uh, fact that uh, our, the user that I have for this has the original podcast name oh Did we talk about the original i don't think we've talked about oh my golly this is all these things yeah programming by we, i should be taking notes <laughs> uh all right certificate. all right certificate give me certificate. all your certificates i belong to uh, us oh and i've just gotten certificate manager i don't know if this is this is certainly completely off topic, but I've just been given the okay to push an update to Compiler Explorer, which I will do in the background of this. So the All continued right. tapping noises will be me pushing a kind of cool thing to Compiler Explorer. Okay, we're creating. We're creating a certificate. All right. Oh, uh, that's so that's cool. a good sign. I'm pushing Compiler Explorer 6, 7, 25 to production from the staging environment. Unrelated to this podcast, but you know we're all tap- we're both mm-hmm. tapping away at keyboards, and we've got to fill Tipping the air down. with talking of some description. So yeah, so it's interesting to talk about how we would do this if this were not just our hobby podcast. Yes, right. So because right now we are literally testing this in production, right? <laughs> um, which I mean, I've heard is a bad idea. <laughs> I've seen we've all seen the meme, the the most interesting man in the world meme, you know, uh-huh. with him with his little bear going. You know, I don't often do testing, but when I do, I do it in production. I do it, I do it in production. And that's exactly. not our that's not our, our our mo in our day job. So if anyone's <laughs> thinking that this is the kind of cowboy right, well, activity yeah. that we would do if it was anything other than you and me chatting. <laughs> No. So what? How would we, Ben? How would we do how, this? How would we do this if it was well? So obviously, you want to have a separate environment for yep. testing this out. But the trick with creating that separate environment is how do you know that your separate environment is a copy of the state of the environment that you want to change for real? Right. Right. Um, which has the additional problem of it is it's going to take you some time to make these changes, and in a large enough organization or in a large enough project. That means that the environment, the production environment, may change while you are working on making the changes, right? So you might yes. be able to make a copy of your production environment as it stands right now. Yep. And then make some changes to it, test those changes out. And while you're doing that work, someone else might be doing the same thing and making other infrastructure changes to the main environment. Yeah. So when you finish that, you need a mechanism for basically reapplying the changes that you made 
on top. It's almost like a like a fast forward in Git, right? Where yeah. it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. you need to reapply the changes that you made on top of the environment as it exists now, not as it existed when you started working on the on the new thing that yeah. you wanted to add. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so I feel like the only way to even have a hope of being able to do this is to just automate everything infrastructure as code style with Terraform. Like I, I feel and, like and have the only thing that pushes any of this stuff to be the main branch of your GitHub repo so that you've kind of post hoc already merged everything in at the point yeah. where things are applied. Um, you kind of get a merge commit queue at that point, right? The, the only thing mm -hmm. that's really making changes to your production deployment is the, the 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 head of the line where all of the the intermediate branches have to definitionally have been merged in. Otherwise, it goes, oh, I'm rejecting you because you know you're not at the latest. You know, oh, I have to get it again or whatever. That kind of mm -hmm. feel, or are you, yeah. No, yeah, I, I think it. I think it is that, and and then being able to sort of rebuild your test environments based on changes that are have been actually deployed. So being able to either tear them down and build them, build again, them again and then reapply right. the new things that you d did or merge a change in in a way that's realistic. Like, like you know, it's it's probably like the order of operations uh, potentially can result in this in the same environment where it's like I had some environment and then I applied someone else's change and then I applied my own change. Uh, that is probably, that is representative of what, is going to happen in the main environment when you merge your change, flipping them might not, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if you apply yours first and then theirs, like you might get the same thing. Hopefully if Terraform works the way that it says on the tin, uh, but you might not, right? So you yeah. have to like think about like how that's all going to get applied. Uh, so speaking of Terraform that doesn't work, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it said error updating CloudFront distribution. Right. The specified SSL certificate doesn't exist, isn't in the U.S. East One region, isn't valid, or doesn't include a valid certificate chain. Okay. Well. So I don't know if we destroyed think, our other certificate and made a new one or what just I happened I think you here. do up arrow return and see what it does the second time because some of these things have disgusting like, oh, it takes a yeah. while at the back end yeah, of, yeah. of, of um, which Especially is not ideal. A certificate, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to go look at the CloudFront distribution. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, and see what state it's in right now. Uh, it says it's enabled. Uh, can you curl the site real fast and just see if it returns anything? I, I can certainly cut it. If it gives you some sort of weird certificate error. Um, uh, oh, hang on a second. www.2's complement org, importantly. <laughs> because that's exactly right. what we're trying to fix. <laughs> right. You see, this is why it's a problem for me. This is why we have to fix it, because I'm too lazy to type and or even say it properly. Yeah, no, it's working fine still. Okay. Whatever yeah, it is. It probably created the new certificate and was trying to flip the, um, the, 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 the cloud front to it. And it, over, it, and it was like, no. I mean, you've so got the console it. open too, so you can actually have a look in the ACM certificate thingamajig and see if it's there or not. Or Oh, yeah. Good call. I know. So we've deliberately not shared screen so that I have to ask Ben what he's seeing mm -hmm. so that, that you, right. dear listener, can actually sort of hopefully follow along. I don't know how much anyone will be able to follow on. What we're doing yeah here. i see okay so um yes so i see four certificates in here uh two of them are two's complement ones one is the www one that is uh issued and in use and eligible for renewal and another one is uh without the www its status is pending validation ah 
so. So we may have to wait. Uh, there's usually a DNS validation. That's how these things. Are. Did you have what type of validation did you have? Is it? I mean, this is. It could oh, be that it's. You, you might have an email right now because it's like, hey, are you really sure this is your certificate? Oh, interesting. Uh, mine set up for DNS, which I think because root fifty whatever monkey. Uh, is in cahoots with itself. It can basically set its own DNS records and requir. Right. Oh, but there's the problem. Now we've got to. Now we have two problems. We can't. We won't be able to use DNS validation because you honestly haven't flipped the flag yet for the real DNS provider to be Amazon. Yeah, I could copy those things over into the other one. Though, you right? certainly could. If it tells you what the uh, challenge is that it's put in the right. DNS, then you can put I mean, them I in. I could go if it if it added it automatically. I could go look. Right, I could that's go look true. in round fifty three and be like, "What did you add to this thing?" Yeah, yeah, that's and true. Just copy those over. Uh, but yes, I agree with your assessment of the situation here. Yeah. Which may have been, I, this uh, rings a bell from the last time we did this. Of like, hey, yeah, this thing might take a while, which won't be good. Won't be good radio of like, yeah, we just have to wait two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't see any new records. Maybe it's not set up to do it that way. So, I mean, yeah, if you look at the ACM, it's, the certificate, does it say why or how to, yeah, uh, to, to do that thing I'm a jig? Um, it says pending validation status number of additional names and you don't have an email or something i can't remember how this now works that, if it's not set that now way that i see just checking my email because some of those addresses you put a little forwarder on i don't know that it's yeah nothing in my uh all oh, right spam folder real fast just to make sure yeah i can't help with them. i'm gonna go and find my my certificates no Certificate manage. Oh, of course, I How need to log back I in again. Do this for for your magic penny. Yeah. This. I'm just looking at mine, and I can see. Yeah, in use. Yes, renewal eligibility. Right. Okay. Um. So I can see. Oh no, that's yeah. I can see that if I I've gone to one of my certificates, and I can see that it has in the sort of more information inside the console itself under the ACM. Uh, it's got a list of domains, and it tells me status and renewal. It says type, and then it's got C name name and C name value, and those are the two things that mm -hmm. need to be put into the root fifty three. Oh, and there's even a button that says create records in root fifty three, but you can click. Oh, but well, obviously you don't want to do that go. because we don't necessarily. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, let's. I'm gonna go into my other registrar, doodad. Right, and I'm gonna go to twoscomplement.org. Why is there? Oh, one. <laughs> I've got two domain names for twoscomplement.org. One of them is the misspelling. <laughs> <laughs> right, be Just very careful. Very careful. Yes, but I got to make sure. I, I mean, it's not going to hurt anything if I do the wrong one. But like, okay. what hurt fewer things? Uh, if yeah. I, so DNS, and then we're going to add a record, and it's going to be a C name record, which you can copy paste from. Thankfully, yeah. from the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's how honestly, that. how much of software engineering or administration is goes through the clipboard? I mean, it's just oh my god, so much, so very much. And I'm gonna set the TTL to five minutes. Wonderful. I'm add this record, and then I'm gonna do the same thing again for the wild card. Yep. 
Yeah, you've got the two. I, I can see for each of my domains, I've got two mm -hmm. thingies. And then... And then, of course, we have to there, hope that it notices this five. within. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I've got set two of them set here. Um, and it's it's probably a good sign that I ha actually had another one for the www certificate that yeah. is in here. I can see Right. It. Okay. So, so now there's actually three. Right. Right. There's but these are all like interim things. So like just to sort of recap in case that we're, yeah. we're, we are trying to prove to Amazon that we own that domain name. And one of the many ways that we can prove that is to make a change to the DNS records with some magical things that they've given us. These are the CNAME records that, that we've just been talking about. Mm -hmm. um, this allows Amazon to say, we believe you own that domain and therefore we will issue you a certificate for that domain that says you own the domain and we signed the traffic and all that kind of stuff. Now, this is an interim step because eventually Amazon themselves will be the people that are serving up the domain name and therefore they can it, it just they just know we own it because we've transferred it to them in some capacity. Mm -hmm. But we're not mm -hmm. there right now. So in, as an intermediate step where we want to just be able to test it by getting ourselves a new certificate, we are going to issue the certificate uh, use your existing DNS to prove that we own it and then apply that certificate. And then finally, we can move things over if we're happy the certificate looks good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Exactly. Is there a way to poke the AWS certificate manager and say, hey, can you, can you take another look range now? To target one ping only, please? Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> one, yes. one ping only. That's such yeah, a good. Right. Uh, uh, that's amazing. I don't know if there is. Maybe, maybe I can do this here. I can delete it. I don't think I want to do that. Uh, request? Yeah. Is that maybe going to make a new one? I can say that's probably. Well, this is where we. Manage X free events. Yeah, this might be. We just wait, you know. 10 minutes we for just wait. Well, Compiler Explorer is 67% through doing an update. Very excitingly in another window. All right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Behind you. Mm hmm. So that's. Uh, oh, man. So then we were talking, right, two things we talked about. One, obviously, we just we, we sort of briefly mentioned was the idea that in our day job, the way that we do this is that the CI build in main applies the production configuration. And so it's been mm -hmm. through all the testing, and there's not like the two people fighting over two independent things, uh, changes along the way, because you always are seeing the union of whatever has been merged into the trunk. Mm -hmm. Correct. But then yeah. how do you test it? How do you test a separate like thing? How would we? I mean, so in Compiler Explorer, I have some very hard coded staging and beta or beta just to conf deconfuse people. <laughs> Honestly, I've had this conversation so many times with Americans. They're like, "What beta?" And they're like thinking like egg beaters or like uh -huh. like pub uh, boxes. No, not that kind of beta. No, um, beta. And so. Um, those are very special cases for me, and they share kind of a lot of infrastructure as well. Because at one stage I was trying to save money. Uh, <laughs> nowadays, I think mm -hmm. actually I probably this is a false economy. But there are better ways of doing it, or at least there are different ways of doing it, um, rather than having just some very special hard coded things that we sort of push things through. Uh, mm -hmm. And I know you've been involved in a lot of those recently. So do you want to talk a little bit about like some ideas that you've had about how it should be done? Yeah, I I don't remember if we've talked about this on the podcast or not, but we. Lately, have been doing a thing uh, with a, a data warehouse project that I'm working on, where the branch in GitHub represents an environment. So we don't have a production environment; we have a main environment. 
because we have a main because branch, the main branch right? is that right it's not special case right. in any anyway it's not special case and it's there's like a couple of additional protections for deleting things got it and that's it but right? other like than that you have to other than that it's identical to every other branch and identical to every other environment and so when you create a new branch it you know says oh this environment doesn't exist i guess i need to apply this terraform i apply the terraform every time so the terraform just has more more work to do this time uh and it you know spins up all of the infrastructure that this project requires and it's doing that obviously from a fork of the terraform file that was just in the main branch got it and is therefore a copy of the infrastructure that is running in the main environment so you wind up making an exact copy of whatever the environment was at that time, right? Right. Um, and so that will all get created. It will then automatically deploy uh, to that environment. And now you have a completely separate running copy of that system. There's a different URL that you can go to that's got your branch, your branch name, name in it. Right. And you can, yeah. Uh, and you can play around with it. You can test things out. Uh, and then as you push changes to that branch, it goes through the exact same process. It applies any Terraform changes if you have them. It deploys the new version of the software that you built. Uh, and then you can sort of iterate and continue on working in that. And then when you have something that you're confident is correct, you know, all the tests are passing and maybe you've done some exploratory testing. Um, I think this is especially important with the sort of cloud-based services that you use on some of these projects because... It's very difficult to test them, obviously, like from your, you know, your workstation, your laptop. So the only real way that you have to test them uh, in any sort of exploratory sense is um, by using them for real. Exactly. Or, as we've or at least, been doing right now, except that because exactly. we don't have this set up, we are experimenting <laughs> right. directly in prod, right? Exactly right. Exactly right. And so once you're confident that your changes work and that all your software works with any other infrastructure changes that you have made... You can atomically merge those things back into the main branch. So your infrastructure changes and your software changes that may be interdependent on each other all get merged into the main environment at the same time. Uh, the same sort of Terraform application process that you used in your branch then gets applied to the main branch. Your new software version gets deployed. And if everything goes according to plan, uh, now you've updated your environment while, while doing so in a way that gave you high confidence that the changes that you were making were actually going to work before you tried to do them for right real. right and presumably like we've discussed before if it if it doesn't at that moment in time the hope is you could just revert that commit to main and it goes back to everything before as, exactly. as long as terraform does exactly. its job and as you know if anyone from HashiCorp is listening never <laughs> i don't distrust it in any way uh yeah. it, it's pretty reliable so you can almost bet the farm on on it doing the right thing mm -hmm. most of the time yeah, yeah. There are going to be some situations in which it can't figure out some path to go from wherever you were, wherever you are. But really, I would say 99 times out of 100, uh, it does exactly what you it would expect it to do. Right. So if you revert that change in the in the main environment, it's going to then have a different Terraform configuration, and then Terraform is going to try to change that configuration. Um, you obviously have to be careful of, of things, and this is why we have a, a few individual protections in place. If you were to say add a um, an S3 bucket or add a, a data store or uh, add some yeah. other thing, roll that into production, write some data to that data store, and then realize that you had another unrelated problem 
if you were to roll that back, it it's going to delete your data store yeah. right by default. Yeah. And so you want some additional protections in there to say like, hey, if you ever try to do this, just don't. Right. <laughs> right. Um, Sounds awesome. Uh, from my own personal experience, the trickiest part of this is when you start doing refactoring in Terraform and you want to like say, well, I do have 10 running EC2 instances, but they've got terrible mm -hmm. na names in the Terraform mm -hmm. And I want to rename them in Terraform, which means I have to do this unfortunate two-stage thing where I changed the name and I don't want to delete them and recreate them. Mm, I want them mm -hmm. to be this. And there's ways and means inside Terraform of like using state to actually say, okay, I'm renaming this thing in the actual uh, state. And if you go full automated, you, you don't have the little breathing room to do that where I'm like, I have to kind of literally call around people and say, okay, I'm doing some like surgery on Terraform. I'm going to rename this thing, which means I have to rename it in the backing store, which is a Terraform command. And then I'm going to change mm -hmm. the text file. And then I'm going to do Terraform plan. And it should say, no change is needed. I'm like, good, because I didn't really change right. anything. So I don't know right. if you've had any uh, experiences with that stuff yet, or do you just I say- I haven't had to go through that process yet. Um, right. Part of it is because, and, and I think this also is sort of related to another uh, potential trade-off with this approach that I'm talking about, is that your branches can get very expensive. Yeah. Right? Like if you have lots of infrastructure that has like a per hour cost to right. it. Load balances, for example. Exactly. <laughs> uh, then, you know, running a branch can be can be very expensive. Right. And so one sort of side effect that that I have kind of seen or felt working on this project is that it leans it it it, it leans me toward using more like serverless things and things that can basically scale, scale to, zero. to zero right so yeah, yeah if you right. have like auto scaling groups you say well they start out at zero and the first request right. that comes in unfortunately it's going to be delayed but that's fine for this right yeah exactly or exactly. as you say lambda so type things of, or yeah yeah lambda type thing i mean there's lots of them out there right but it sort of has has me using those things more because i know that you know we're going to be creating a lot of these branches and we want to be able to iterate and it's like, yeah, if you use them, you want to scale up to be able to test them. But, you know, if you're not using some particular functionality in a branch because you're testing something else, you don't want to pay for it, yeah. right? Um, so, you know, for better or worse, it's it's sort of like the architectural direction of this project has headed in, in that way um, just for cost reasons. That's really interesting. As I say, like, well, I'm on the extreme end of like what Compiler Explorer does, I'm like deliberately sharing a whole bunch of things so that I don't pay the cost for the load balancers mm -hmm. and the storage or whatever. And the other thing that we deliberately don't bifurcate is the storage of a whole bunch of stuff because we have, you know, three terabytes mm -hmm. of crap. And, right. you know, there's no way I'm going to keep deploying that to a new environment every time one gets spun up. And similarly, I want to be able to create a short link in one domain and test that it still works on the old version or the new version and stuff like that. And that's sharing that tables behind the scenes. So there's some sort right, of edge right. cases with that. But I would also like to be able to say, no, I just want a whole new copy of the whole thing somewhere else so I can make a wholesale test. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have the advantage on this project of it's a data warehouse. So one of the things that it is supposed to be really good at is copying data around. I suppose so. And so when I want to copy data from one environment into another... Turns out we have a lot of great tools for that. You already, that's um, part of your MO, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we sort of lucked into that. But otherwise, it would be kind of painful. Like, you'd either have to have a thing where you have, you know, like maybe read permissions into the main environment from any of the branch environments so that you can sort of test right, things and out. Every time you do that, you're or, sort of slightly eroding the nice guarantees that you had before about, like, the isolation of things and whatever. Right, but exactly. sometimes you just, this exactly. is what, I mean, this is what makes it engineering and not science or art, right? It's like, <laughs> right. there are trade-offs all the way through this. 
Right, right, right. And we have had one situation thus far on this project. It's been going for about six-ish months now, something like that. We've had a one situation where a change in a branch environment leaked over into oh. the main environment. Uh, oh. And this was because of this thing. We had some data in the main environment uh, that was being reused for testing in the branch environment. And additionally, we had a permission that was set incorrectly, right? And what had happened was basically the uh, system running in the test environment saw this main environment data and said, oh, I need to go disable this object, this thing, this resource. But it was the main resource, oh. right? Um, and it went in and it disabled it in the middle of the day, right? Um, and so it shouldn't have had the permissions to do that. But, you know, permissions in, in AWS and in Terraform can be a little tricky to as, get correct. As discussed today, you know, it's not <laughs> yeah, exactly necessarily right. the easiest thing to get right. Yeah, yeah. It's not like you can write tests for those kinds of things so you Maybe. just have to sort of like i don't know if i mean i know that because if there's a testing framework for aws permissions, aws has a built in um permissions thing where you can run what if scenarios but it's a very much as a service it would be cool if there was oh, a standalone yeah, no, yeah, thing that, that right. allowed you to sort of write these things where assert like given this environment and this mm -hmm. user assert that they would not succeed in deleting this file. That would be pretty, right. pretty cool. Right. Maybe something exists. I guess you could, you could maybe do a thing where you like decorate parts of the AWS SDK, and you say, "Run as if I had this policy," right? And then you could like try to do operations against a basically like an, a non-existent environment, and say like, you know, you don't have to give me the result, but just tell me what I would have been, yeah. would I have been permissioned to perform this action? The, the real not, trick, though, right? is that it's so incredibly complicated. It's not like there is a policy. Well, that's true. You know, the user, yeah. the I am role has a policy. The user has a policy. The machine you're running right. on has a policy. The then on the receiving end, like oh, the the bucket has a policy that grants anyone with right. like a yeah. name who's you know ends in a Q, they're fine. They can write to me, and you can do literally anything, right? right. As well as the other way around. Right. So I mean, who knows? Yeah, yeah. How yeah. is our certificate doing? Uh, let's let's give it one let's more give it a go because we're, we're running out of time see. here, and we might this might be a, a, a rambly third part coming where we actually get it to yeah. work for reals. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Okay, drum roll. Uh, certificates. It says it's issued. Oh, let's try running the Terraform. Terraform. Again. That would this. What a wonderful way to end. If we actually, well, oh, well I say end. We still got more we, work to do, right? Because <laughs> we always more work, work to do. Do, more work to do. Uh huh. Yeah. Issued in use. No. So hopefully that will turn to yes here in a second when we modify our CloudFront distribution, which says it's modifying. Okay. So that's cool. And then the has it made the DNS change? Because that's something I've still got open in the terminal is I'm still DNS looking up to's complement.org to sort of see if they're... Oh, I guess once the CloudFront... Yeah, it has to be after the CloudFront um, yeah. stuff. Yeah, because... so I would expect the CloudFront distribution would use the new certificate, but I don't know. I'm trying to remember. But you haven't put here. the I alias in, we... into the, the, the DNS. Yeah, and even if you... Yeah, let's see here. Actually, no, I think it might. I think it okay. might. Let me go take a look here. So I'm still not getting it on that, and I'm talking directly yeah, to it, to the that DNS works. that should be reserving up these requests. So yeah. There's no caching going on. So I, dub, dub, dub. I don't 
I don't see it in the console. I'm hopeful that when this Terraform applies, that it will actually. Got it. So the moment it's modifying that. the CloudFront uh, um, thing, and presumably yes. because in the um, in the new DNS records, you use a var that comes from the mm-hmm. dom- the CloudFront domain. That is its unique name. It probably depends mm-hmm. upon it, so it's waiting for that to be applied before it does it. Even though we know that it would be kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all right, well we CloudFront. Oh, takes a while. Oh crap! No, that's still coming it out. <laughs> okay, well that's quick to apply though, so we can probably. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to add that. Yeah, in that's there. all good. And Compiler Explorer's rolled out, which uh, is other good news. Um, okay, and then yeah, so that's applying. Yeah, the CloudFront takes a while as it has to kind of get permit uh, the okay from all of its geographically diverse uh, regions yeah. before it says, "Alles good." My guess is that I'm also gonna have to add in a couple. We're so close. We're so close. I'm actually going to say to the people who I'm supposed to be now meeting that I'm not going to be there. Most of whom have said they can't make it anyway, so this is fine. <laughs> Apparently, we have a day job as well. Um, just, there is that. I should probably check on the other computer that I'm not being hassled or harangued. Long silence will be cut from the this, podcast during yeah, the edit we can, as we wait. We can do we that. Can, the magic will... Okay, All right. so that applied. So I'm going to do one more plan for these other Route 53 changes, and then I think... I think we're at it, and then... Getting close. No, I have an undeclared resource. Probably because I spelled... Who's compliment wrong? Would be my guess. <laughs> I do that all the time. Yeah. Uh, well, I put a .com instead of a .org. That'll do it. That'll do it. That's not really a misspelling, is it? I mean, strictly speaking. No, <laughs> no it's just wrong. <laughs> all right, let's do this plan. Okay, what does the plan say? Plan so good. the story so far that the, the says... CloudFront domain is using the new certificate, and now we're about to apply yeah. the DNS changes that will be still not yes. used by the internet at large, but will be used by my console that is set up to use all Amazon right. directly. So yeah, we're we're creating two. We're removing a uh, a Route fifty three entry and adding two more. Oh. Um. Oh, because one of them, God love. Oh, what happened? I think I did a .com somewhere. Oh, really? It oh. Maybe it doesn't. Hopefully after this runs. I just I just named something .com. It wasn't actually like a domain Oh, name. okay. Right. It's it was like just a the, the, yeah, like a variable name effectively. In, in... Yeah. All right. Yes. Okay. We'll, so still running. We'll make this but... look really cool in the, in the edit because it'll just work first mm-hmm. time every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. 60% of the time. <laughs> it works 100% of the time. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, so we're waiting an application. Uh, tried to create record set a record, but it already exists. Oh, did you manually what? make one before? Or, or have you no. duplicated it accidentally in the Terraform and Terraform hasn't I, I noticed think, its I mistake, think, which is... I think that is exactly what I did. Yeah, that's that's my yeah. MO, because like, Terraform will go, this looks valid to me, and they'll do the plan, and it said, this is what I'm going to do, and then Amazon turns around and says, no, no, those are the same thing, you fool. 
You already got one of those. Uh -huh. I told him we already I got one. Two scuffling that was already declared main TF. Oh, yeah. Is that what this is? Oh, yes. Okay. So we, I do have yep. in this thing the, yes, the verification records. Oh, I just went to just the naked twoscomplement.org and that has applied. I can see that it has lots of A records for all of the various different mm -hmm. servers. So that is exciteful. We just need dub, dub, dub to be the same, which you're working on, presumably. Yes. And see, this is one of those examples, incidentally. If you've already created one of those um, things in the console and you've got it in Terraform as well, which oh, then yeah, that's one of those right. things where you adopt an existing, you know, Terraform import, and that's harder to do in an mm -hmm. automated environment, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah. you know... I really feel like you got to be all Terraform or no Terraform, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, living in the middle ground is just... That's true, but, like, you know, you have legacy projects, for example, where you need of to course, do a lot of adopting of, of what's there, and my, my usual trick is to um, write a skeleton of my best guess as to what I think a, a resource that I already have looks like, and then import it. Mm -hmm. And then go plan, and then basically copy the inverse of everything it says it's going to do back into the Terraform. It's like, oh, I'm going to delete that. Oh, yeah, add that. All right, what does right. it say? What does our survey say? Ah, uh, it's saying try to create resource set to scumfund.org a record, but it already exists. That's because it does already Don't. exist now. I can see www.2scumfund.org is also those addresses. So that's good. Good from a it's yeah. working, but not necessarily good from it's a. It's going to work each time we apply because it thinks there's something there that is. This is almost certainly something that I'm just like copying wrong. Very googly moogly. <laughs> Sometimes when we say stupid yeah. things like this, it makes me worry, uh, not worry, it makes me feel sad for you when you have to do the transcription of these because the automatic <laughs> stuff has got no hope with a lot of these words. <laughs> yeah, true facts. Uh, so those two records look right. And yet it thinks. And yet. Did you switch from having one that was managed by, oh, it should be deleted then. No, I was going to say, um, did you move from a for each or to a for each from a, from not a for each or stuff like that? Is that potentially no, the problem? No. I've had that before where it's tried to like, create something before it destroyed the old version and they happened to have the same name uh -huh. and it didn't realize uh -huh. that they were going to stomp over each other but that doesn't sound like this video record source name value and type uh you know the other thing i'm going to do is i'm going to open this up in uh some JetBrains tools so that i can get the terraform plugin to tell me if i've done anything <laughs> stupid. but the thing is terraform would tell you yourself right you know terraform validate in, and terraform itself plan will do at least its side usually the problems come when it tries when the rubber hits the road and it doesn't know it, it doesn't properly model what the provider is going to do when it actually applies mm -hmm. these things so it does has no idea that those things already exist all right here's what i'm going to do yep. i'm going to comment out the verification no i the two ones that we need are the 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 top level domain and the www yep. So I'm going to comment out the record for the verification because we have did that manually once yeah. already. And we can always just blast and those I'm all away in both the console and here or whatever. Yeah, let's apply this. Let's yeah. try and get yeah. the closure of knowing that it applies cleanly. And then I think mm -hmm. we're pretty much right. done here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did that apply cleanly now? Is that what that, yeah? It's oh, going. It's going. I mean, we'll see. Oh. We'll see. But it's, it's trying to 
trying to do it. 20 seconds left. Stay on target. <laughs> oh, console's looking good, yeah. though. I got two records. They both point to the cloud. That's what we wanted to see. I mean, I'm seeing that on my two side as well records. here, so I think we're, yep. we're there. Yep. Yep. And yes, Terraform applied okay. complete. Then I awesome. think we can declare almost complete victory at this point. We don't fully understand why yeah. those those other records were either there or not there or whatever. Yeah. Maybe Amazon's putting them in automatically as well as you trying to put them in manually or something like that. That would be my like guess that. now yeah. because it's it's managed by them already. Um, so you yeah. just just leave them out and then Terraform never needs to know they exist, right? And it'll just work. Right, so right, final right. work yeah. for this then is to uh, double check the certificate looks good, which I think it probably must do, mm -hmm. and then point mm -hmm. the top-level domain registrar at AWS, change the domain, the DNS records, um, mm -hmm. DNS mm -hmm. servers, sorry, to put be Amazon's ones and or move the whole thing. It's up to you how you earn that. Yep. No, and then that should... And then and finally, then should, yep. we should bump the TTL back up to something kind to uh, everybody. Right. <laughs> That's the other last thing that no, yes. everyone forgets, myself included, is that like, well, if you don't right. need it to be 60 seconds, then it might as... I mean... Who knows who say anyone pays attention to these TTLs properly anyway. <laughs> right, right. Cool. Cool, cool. Well, there cool. we go. We All got right. success. We did it. We got success. Hopefully by the this time this good. airs, people will actually be able to go to HTTPS, twoscompliment.org, and it will uh -huh. just work. It'll just work. Fabulous. Awesome. Okay, my friend. Until next time. Until next time. You've been listening to Two's Compliment, a programming podcast by Ben Rady and Matt Godbolt. Find the show transcript and notes at www.twoscompliment.org. Contact us on Mastodon. We are at twoscompliment at hackyderm.io. Our theme music is by Inverse Phase. Find out more at inversephase.com. <laughs>